Welcome to New Week, New Music, reviewing the hottest tracks with the hottest takes of 2020. My name is Brandon. I'm Eric. And I'm Ben. Each week, we're looking at two albums released in 2020. Tonight, we're kicking things off with Imperial Triumphant's Alphaville. And we'll conclude with Mester and Kinsey by Oranzi Pazuzu. All right. That was too easy, Ben. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was pretty good. I don't know if I got it right, but I said it with confidence. And that's all that matters. That's all that matters. So a new metal we've had, and well, new experimental metal, I should say, because we have had a few metal stinkers, but they were like, you know, pretty basic stuff. The experimental shit this year has been great, like at at worst. Up until Um, this point, we have been batting a hundred in experimental metal. So, uh, sort of like what, four for four, I think? I don't know. Yeah, basically. I I think we were saying four before this episode. Four for four. Um, And so anyway, do we go five for five with Alphaville? Absolutely. Yeah, a hundred percent. I'm going to disagree with you both because I thought this was fucking awful. Really? Wow. Really? This was surprises me. I hated this. I I should I should qualify. I don't think this this was for me. This was absolutely nothing like a a Wanderers or a Neptunian Maximalism. But I thought this was at least as good as like an Aesoc Trillium or I mean, I I, I was still definitely in the good album camp for this one. This was heavy metal horse lords. Oh, you're so I don't agree with that. Oh, you're so wrong. No, no, I don't I don't like that take. (laughs) This was this was bad. I even I defended Horse Lords and I'm still angry at that one. (laughs) This was but the reason I say this is heavy metal horse lords is because to me this was just dudes going, We're avant garde and we're doing weird shit and without any real substance behind any of it. I didn't get that. uh, Hmm, okay. I didn't get that um, experience at all from it. I mean, are they trying to be like, is that just from the sound of their music? Or do you think that that the band themselves is being a little pretentious or? Well, I know absolutely nothing about Imperial Triumphant beyond this album, um, other than that they are a kind of experimental tech death band. Um, Mm -hmm. So this was really my first introduction into their music. I mean, I didn't Uh, think it was trying to be avant-garde, really. I thought it just was trying to to nail a certain aesthetic, and I thought they nailed it. See, the only time I got any sort of aesthetic was in Transmission to Mercury. The intro sounds like a revamped Rhapsody in Blue, I guess, which I think Mm -hmm. is kind of what they were trying to do, like a revamped modern black metal Rhapsody in Blue type thing. And to me, it just it sounded like Mingus and except all of the stuff that actually makes Mingus any good. It, this was just a completely substanceless experimental record. Man, I, I don't agree I had with like that. the exact opposite take. OK, Eric, I want to <laughs> I, I well, then, this let's have you guys go. Then why okay. was this album good? And I'm wrong. I mean, I'm obviously correct, but why do you guys disagree with my right? <laughs> so I, I will say, I, I mean, the reason that this doesn't get like, like a Wanderers or a Neptunian Maximalism kind of score for me is that I felt like some of the jazz was kind of like, oh, we should throw some jazz riffs in here more than like truly blended into the fabric of the album. Like this felt more yeah. like a metal album with jazz blended in than like a true like jazz metal hybrid album 
But beyond that, I didn't really have many complaints with it because, I mean, the playing was excellent throughout. I thought the songwriting the was really pretty good. good. I will, I will say that the playing's pretty good. I mean, yeah, these guys can play their asses off, and, and I, I enjoyed the songwriting. Um, I, I mean, I, I think the only thing that's separating this from like a really great album for me is just that I don't know that the. Uh, like the whole album concept was as well executed as some other stuff we've heard this year, which is a pretty high bar. But I mean, track to track, I really enjoyed most of these. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to actually, um, I know you praised it, Eric, but I, I am going to actually disagree with um, one part you said you were talking about the blend between the like the lounge, like jazz speakeasy stuff and the and the metal parts. I don't think they were going for it to be a hybrid or a blend. I think the the harsh juxtaposition was part of the intent. Because See, in a lot of the me, songs, they have the, you know, they've got the weird, you know, 1920s jazz going on, and then it it jumps right into the brutal metal, and I so think I, the lack me, of a blend they, actually was To me, a it just sounds completely thrown in. Like, there was no effort made at all to make those two sound good together. And so it's just, oh, we got, you know, kind of dissonant 1920s jazz. Oh, now we have brutal tech metal tech death mm-hmm. like cool but those two don't go together whatsoever you did nothing to make them sound good together so now it's just two things that don't go well together so I, i'm gonna i'm gonna defend ben's take here and i don't i think ben i think you're objectively right i think it doesn't work for me because i'm kind of ignoring what i assume to be the album concept but right when i bring the track titles into it which is something i don't typically worry about i definitely get some of that like fallout kind of vibe where yeah, it's yeah, like the, atomic age was extremely fallout yeah. but like I, I think the whole album is conceptually supposed to be like that kind of like post-apocalyptic wasteland and like you know eccentric wealthy class still enjoying this like jazz music while city swine is out there in the apocalyptic waste like i i think <laughs> you're right that that's what they were I didn't going put for that together but that actually makes sense yeah i, I so i it's funny because like i my listening mind disagrees with my like reading the album tracks and thinking about it kind of context, but it also right. doesn't su- it doesn't really surprise me that these are our takes on this because I do think this shares some similarities compositionally with Tangram, which Ben <laughs> liked and I would expect him to like this. Brandon yeah. disliked and I would expect him to dislike this, and I didn't really like Tangram, but. I think my problem was that it was too much stuff, whereas this, it's it's very harsh and kind of chopped up and the, the concept's a little funky like that, except for me in this one, because of those things I just mentioned, I have enough of an overarching concept that I see what they were going for and buy into it, mm-hmm. which yeah. was kind of my main complaint about the other album. So it, it doesn't terribly surprise me that this is how we ended up, but I am I am a little... Because uh, because I, I enjoyed it, so I'm a little surprised still. Like I'm emotionally surprised, if not intellectually <laughs> surprised. Yeah. So so for me, my biggest problem is just the metals played in a very, you know, Ornick Coleman, Charles Mingus way, where it's just very free. Like I don't even know if there's an actual time signature in this in this album. Just because of the way they're playing, it's just completely so off the walls. And I actually really hate that jazz style of jazz. I really, really hate it. 
But that's definitely going to hurt your enjoyment of this album. <laughs> and yeah, I can so, imagine that like, would the be metal, a, it's like, okay, it's just chaos. It's just four barrier. dudes or however. I mean, I don't even know how many members are in Imperial Triumph. I think it's three, actually. But anyway, so it's just three dudes doing whatever the fuck they want for God knows why. Oh, but now we have the intro to Rhapsody in Blue. Where they're with, for whatever reason, it's it's here now. And so the playing, while technically proficient, just sounds like crap to me because it's just so completely free of any resemblance of structure, which I get, you know, it's free I jazz. Dis- That's kind yeah, of I disagree point, with, with it. but I hate it. You don't think there was any semblance of structure, though? I mean, I mean, you're right. It was Not very free form. It was it was free form, like but 90% it was also of this album. No. I think it was there also was no very regimented in its in its constant um, creation of tension and like controlled tension. I th- I thought it was very uh, regimented in that way, despite the free format. I thought they mixed those two things really well together. I mean, I've, I never felt like I was like lost or disoriented. I mean, it. it well, I what know, I thought I was guess. good was, I mean, yes, it, there was a, a ton of incredibly free form moments on this album, but I felt like they kind of picked and chose when they were going to do it if it was going to be more of a droney kind of out there metal the jazz section was tighter if the jazzy bits were going to be very free form and kind of flowing the metal sections were tighter i it anchored and and worked for me in that sense like i i felt like yeah there were these free form kind of interlude sections but i still had the anchor points to kind of keep dragging me through yeah and brandon one thing you said earlier was that um, there was no um, melding between the jazz and the metal parts, uh, which is, I agree, is true for most of the album. But how did you feel about the song "Transmission to Mercury"? Because they that actually was worked far and away my favorite song. Okay, cool. That makes I sense because they actually worked that's the, the horns best song back on the into. Album. Yeah, I yeah, love the trumpet on that album, and I really liked the 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 intro. Like I just being an ass that it's the intro to Rhapsody in Blue. It's actually not, but it is clearly inspired by it right and i really liked that intro i really like the horns in there um but once it leaves that like classic 1920s jazz back into this free form black metal i was like this is just crap mm-hmm. like i just i can't stand this oh man yeah. I, just, I mean the, it, it makes more the sense like that you, <laughs> yeah i mean I, I think a lot of it's taste i mean the fact that you said that it, it puts it all into a little better context for me but I just happen to really like the brutal stuff as well, um, and you did, and I think a lot of it's just going to come out down to taste. But I thought this was a really unique sounding album compared to the other experimental metal we've listened to this year. And for me, it kind of whatever niche this is, it it filled that niche really well. Yeah, I, I like this one quite a bit, and I mean, yeah, I mean, this is this is weird in the sense that your taste is definitely going to be a big factor on this album. But oh yeah, for sure, there are some man, people who I, I absolutely it. hate this album and just like nothing will ever change that, and that's fine. I mean, it's definitely <laughs> not for everyone. Uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, this one is currently at least it's a top third kind of album for me. Yeah, it's going high for me. Um, this is competing for like the bottom fifteen for me. Man, I, I mean, I, I, I could can't not even, wait for this album to be over. I can't even understand that, though, because like to me, just the qu- the quality of the playing alone, it deserves better than that. 
After some I, of the shit we've heard that, this I will year, say, there's some wild bass on here. The bass, yeah, there's whoever is the bass. basis for this oh, band yeah. is incredible. Yeah, the bass uh, was I mean, so oh, good. This is one I where like I, I know we don't do it, but um, I did listen to the bonus tracks for this album. Mm-hmm. I did you not. You can take a I pass would. on those. Yeah, I didn't I listen to them. the weakest part. Yeah, and, they are and the main reason I didn't listen to them significantly worse than the rest of the album. And especially because like, if this album was any longer, even if the songs are really good, I think it would hurt the album. So I'm really glad for the main album they capped it at seven songs because there's no way yeah, well, and, any, and anything else would have, that, would have benefited I thought, it. I thought the ending to the album was pretty good. I love I the ending where it just is that kind of like... Caught it and slowed it down. It yeah. sounds like a spaceship engine just like slowly revving down. Which was I, cool. I really liked the ending to this album. I love the just like the, the, the sense of disorientation. Like... Sometimes it feels like you're in a city, sometimes like in a wasteland and the time difference, you know, you've got jazz that sounds like it's a hundred years old, but you also have some of the futuristic elements. I thought they did that really well. Yeah. Is this the first time that Ben and I have teamed up on liking an album against you, Brandon? Oh, I know we've teamed up on disliking an album. I think it's happened before. I can't remember. Probably not, but I don't remember off the top of my head. I know Selena Gomez, like, we didn't really like it, but we definitely defended it a bit against Brandon, but I know there was probably yeah. at least one or two others. I feel like, I, I know a number of times we've both disliked something that Brandon liked quite uh, a bit. Microphones, but, kind of. Yeah. Ben, you were pretty positive on that one. I was pretty positive on microphones, yeah. But I had a guest to back me up on that one, so I wasn't That's alone. That's true. cheated. <laughs> a, a musically illiterate guest who only listens to Taylor Swift and nothing else. Therefore, his opinion was... I mean, I don't... I don't know your friend enough, so I won't say anything, but like <laughs> from what he said, like there was from everything he said uh, in that episode, I was like, there's yeah, he had no chance of liking this album. <laughs> he was set up for failure. <laughs> yeah, we um, did. We set him up bad. I think there yeah, was a section. I can't think of one other than that off the top of my head right now. I think there was a section on this album where they played the guitars without amplifier cabinets. Like they played just the guitar heads, probably an amp sim, so they didn't break them. But it sounded like they didn't have cabs on the guitar amps on a section in Alphaville. And I was kind of like, I don't know if it was just a really ratchet black metal tone or if that's how they got there. But I was kind of like, okay, (laughs) this is wild. (laughs) But it worked in context for me. Like, yeah, it's I mean, a took, ratty sound, but it They worked. took some risks in a lot of different areas on this album. I will agree with that. This, <laughs> they took a lot of risks on this album. For those of us with good taste, and they, they paid, paid off. off. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, honestly, my my opinions of this are probably the same, are very similar to yours on uh, the Black Dresses album. Like, I just hate everything about this composition. Yeah, and, and you know, I just hate everything about it. That's going to be fair. Eventually, you're going to run into stuff that your taste doesn't align with. And it's like objectivity out the window. I just do not like this. And that's going to happen. Yeah, like the the playing on here is great. Um, I think for the most part, the sound, the it was produced to sound pretty good. There were some moments where um, it was like Paradise Lost, where everything was just so flat together and the, like, nothing really stood out. And it was just kind of a unremarkable mess. Um, but that was not true throughout. There are some times where each instrument really gets its chance to shine. Um, yeah. Especially bass. That is something especially I especially bass. Bass. There's a lot, oh, God, I, I will so repeat good. that because it's so true. There's so much great bass on here. Oh, it's so good. 
especially on it's uh, transmission to Mars. Base. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's really, really wild throughout. And at times they really do achieve the uh, sound they're going for. But I just I can't stand this level of freeform playing. Yeah, I mean, and I mean, again, back to black dresses. I hated that for purely personal reasons, like just it wasn't my taste. And that's that's totally fair. That's always going to be an option when you're listening to music is, you know what? I just hate this. That That's always going to be an option. Yeah. But man, I just don't don't agree with you on this one. <laughs> that's fair. Yeah. And I, I had did wanna... no idea what your guys' opinion of this was going to be. So I thought you I thought we'd all like it. I am actually I, I pretty we'd all surprised like too, that, yeah. that you don't like it, Brandon. But um, no, that is one thing I did want a lot was the production because, you know, historically, as you guys have taught me, metal production is usually pretty shitty. And on this one, it seemed like producing the sounds with intention was very important to the band, uh, which is nice because it gives you a it gives you a more dynamic listening experience than just them turning up the amps and playing out of their mind, but not focusing on the actual production of the composition. Yeah. So I'm glad yeah, you really said nice intention because I agree. Yeah. Like, you know, I mentioned super ratty black metal sounds earlier. Yeah, they there are absolutely moments on this album that sound like objectively bad, but mm-hmm. they're done in a way that it's it's intentional. You know, this is how the band wanted it to sound because it's followed up right. with something that sounds really well produced. You right. know that these are moments where they chose to pick that harsh sound on purpose. Right. Which and I you can, can always get behind. Exactly. And I can hear the individual instruments really distinctly on this one as opposed to, you know, yeah, the um, mix is great. Or Spectral Lore. Like Spectral Lore had some of the best you know, actual songwriting of the year, but I think it was hurt a little by the production, whereas this one's shown in production. Yeah, I agree with that. I will but, say the uh, first half of City yeah. Swine threw me a little bit. That was a little bit of a weird trick. Oh, and one thing I did want to um, add was um, when you consider that these guys are from New York City, I think a lot of the sonic stuff and the composition makes a lot of sense because there are times yeah. in here where you can hear like the subway. You can hear, I mean, a lot of this kind of jazz style music probably originated in, in New York City. So this is city there's a lot music. of that going. <laughs> it, it really is. Which is why it blends Those so well with the city dwellers, <laughs> which would makes the song city swine even funnier for me. But uh, <laughs> and especially with like the the futuristic, you know, atomic wasteland themes that it got going. It's like if New York City just was wiped out and this is what would be left of it. I don't know. That's kind of a thought I had. I don't know if that's exactly what they were going for, but I think it is kind of a cool. I mean, there's definitely theme. some level of dystopianness that they were going for. But uh, and kind of going off to like, this is almost a purely subjective opinion for me. A lot of like the technical things that you guys were just lauding, like I can't even really disagree with that. Like, yeah, the production seemed very intentional to me. Uh, The technical playing is off the charts, as we've all said before, but it's not it wasn't enough for me on this one. No, I get it. I I, I mean, I can't even really... and like those things will save it from being like the bottom of the bottom. Right. But I, yeah, I mean, if you, if really you hated does... your listening experience, mm-hmm. then I can't expect you to, to praise it. I mean, that wouldn't be reasonable of yeah. me, but I am curious it, to see really, like, yeah. if you ever come back to this album, is your opinion going to stay the same or, or will it grow on you someday? I don't know. I'm curious to find out. I mean, I'll probably give it another shot at some point. Um, just because, like, as weird of an album this is, I always have some level of interest for those in my heart. Right. So, I'll, and especially because I'm clearly in the minority <laughs> and thinking that this album isn't very good. Like, I mean, this album's been getting heaps of praise on it everywhere it's been. It's, 
So See, I'm I, always I know willing that to I go know back that to feel. those. Like I'm still willing to yeah. give Death Grips a try, even though I can't stand 90% of their discography. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, so. just this year, I've I've gone back to Poppy and Black Dresses a number of times. And Poppy, oh. I've fully admitted I'm wrong every time, and it keeps going up. And black dresses, it's just like, no, this I can't do it. <laughs> I was right the first time. <laughs> yeah, but but yeah, I mean, it's yeah. There's only so much you can do. I mean, it really does come down to songwriting at the end of the day. Like everything else you talk about, I, I'm always talking about production. Brandon's talking about originality, all this stuff. But really, at the end of the day, it it does come down to songwriting, and there is a level of taste involved in that. You know. Yeah. There is no objectively good songwriting, but good songwriting is the key thing. And so it's like, there's always going to be the chance that even people that have a very wide musical taste aren't going to like a specific thing. It's always possible. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's there's as much disagreement on, on avid listeners as there are among casual listeners. I mean, it's it's just fun to argue, I guess. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Everybody loves arguing. Like, it's the core. Everyone loves arguing. It's the best. If you don't like arguing, fuck you. <sighs> I'll, I'll we'll argue about things I don't believe you don't simply because like I enjoy arguing. <laughs> uh, should we move on to the next one? Yeah, we, we've been a little rambly. Yeah, let's go on to... So that's uh, our calling card, Garanti. rambling yeah. and not knowing what we talk about. I, so, uh, Mesterin Kinsey, I think. I don't know. Yeah, close enough, uh, I guess. By Aronsi Pazuzu. I feel pretty confident in that. So I we're will... five for five on metal this year, on experimental metal. Or do we go six for six? <laughs> oh, wait, I'm sorry. We're four for five. <laughs> um, uh, how do you guys feel about this one i fucking loved it i even i like this even more than the last one yeah, yeah i like this too. a lot more but this still was a bit under some of the other ones like i wasn't i didn't fucking love this but i did really like it yeah this is like a top 20 for me right now fun fact for me this album is finally the one that broke up poppy and alexandra savior Oh shit! <laughs> Interesting. <Man. laughs> I would not have it, called that. It took eighty-two albums after the original episode to finally no do it. Oh. Yeah, no, I, I really like this. I mean, I think the individual composition inside each song was excellent. Um, I, you know, I could have used. I mean, my complaints come down to stuff like. I don't know how I feel about like the tracks in relation to each other on the album. I like mm-hmm. them all and I like them all on the album, but I don't know if I like the order of them. Like I thought the first song and the second song had a fairly similar song structure that maybe I would have mixed up. So no, uh, actually that leads me into my biggest complaint of this album, and that is pretty much every song on this album follows the structure of really cool intro. The vocals come in with the backing instrumentation doesn't change at all. This goes on for way too goddamn long, and then the metal comes in at the end, and it's fucking wild and cool. That's pretty true, with the exception of song three, I think. They, they used a yeah. pretty um, different formula on the third track. Yeah, they but did. I, I think yeah. the thing that... Which was also like, my favorite. I, I mean, I, I definitely... I disagree. I think that did the same thing, where just the intro overstayed its welcome, but then the music that Ooh, comes in after no. is so damn oh, cool. Oh, no. Oh, you're so wrong. I, I mean, I noted about the same that they used here? a similar song structure, but... I freaking loved all these songs. Like, I don't care. I don't even care oh, because yeah. they were all good. <laughs> I mean, I think it, I, it it was interesting. I think the album, I think the songs definitely, I thought they worked together, um, but I oh, get where I you're think coming they did from. Too. Because I just think they had all kind of the same structure that kind of annoyed me. 
Yeah, I was expecting on an album like this, I was really expecting each song to flow into the next, like a almost like a dark side of the moon type thing. So I was a little surprised when there was like every song just ended and then the next one after like a 10 second break started. With the so, exception of the second to last track and the third to last track, they those flowed together pretty seamlessly. Okay. Yeah, I could be wrong. But I, I was a little surprised by that. That being said, I thought the downtime between the songs actually served uh, as a really good function um, in kind of like, okay, that's over. It's a slow transition. And then we're going to start this new kind of ambient, just just uh, uh, chaotic and uh, uh, world building kind of by each song. So I thought it worked pretty well. But uh, and, and I got to say, even if you didn't dig the intro structure, which I, I was still on board with, when these songs hit, my God. They, do they oh, yeah. fucking hit? Oh, yeah. damn, they go so hard once they do come in. Um, they make you wait for it. There's also a lot but... of really, really good synth work on this album. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was, so I was actually quite surprised by this album because I was expecting it to be mainly just really harsh and, like, satanic and, and um, you know, just hard metal. And I was surprised by all the synthesizer stuff and the and the more, like, rock um and slower elements of it that that weren't necessarily like hardcore metal they were more you know ambient whatever so yeah i was i was pleasantly surprised by by the composition there you know i i do think outside of the annoyances i've said with the intros kind of overstaying their welcome which is apparently a hot take amongst this group um I think the songwriting was for the most part really good and there's one moment i really want to highlight because i it was like towards the middle of the third track, which I won't even begin to pronounce. I'm not going to begin to pronounce any of these because I know <laughs> I won't Look even be up. close because they're all in like Ukraine, I, I think. I think the third one is the only one I can pronounce. Usi Technocratia, I think. Sure. That's the but only anyway, one around I like have the, the middle, like four minute, around like the four minute mark, which is pretty close to the middle of the song. There's some like, it's either like, really produced vocals are like actual synth i had no idea what it was mm -hmm. but it was so cool i yeah. felt like that on like every track like I halfway know. through I it is too. like this is so cool <laughs> yeah and um and then as we get closer to the end of still the third track it just drops out to like just the bass and some weird sound effects like psychedelic sounds going on mm -hmm. in the background yeah. And they're, it's just so trippy and a very and another very visual moment on the album. Um, so, which was also really cool. I will say, I thought the ending of the third song was kind of anticlimactic. It just no, I mean, I agree with that. It was not oh, it totally didn't hit quite yeah. as hard as the other songs on the album, but it didn't hit as hard. But I think it served a purpose. Like I don't think the fact that it didn't hit hard, yeah, was I was a bad still thing. fine with Be it. Because but. think about it, the, the start of the song is is by far the most uh um sonically engaging part aggressive of the whole album. Intro. I think. aggressive intro with yeah, the it just really sounds cool, so evil the yeah and with the with the um with like the choral backing vocals where where and yeah. this was um this was Ooh. some of the best sound mixing i've ever heard this whole year where you had like it was almost like they were playing tag in your headphones like from one ear to the other uh with the chorus and um was just like the the steady plodding heavy guitar um whatever was going on uh in my eardrums when i heard that it was a special moment 
Oh, oh, was this the third track? Yeah, the third track. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm no, talking about like the uh, first, like the first two minutes where it's just this super jam. Mm-hmm. It's almost like, <laughs> it's like if Horse Lords was really good, that's what it would sound like because it's, it's like a really. <laughs> I thought steady... you said they were really good. Well, I did originally, and then I rescinded it to just kind of pretty good but <laughs> this was really good and then when the oh god yeah. the vocal performance i mean the range of sounds whoever the singer is i mean from the like he sounds like he's got fucking, pipes he's got pipes like in the first song he sounds like a just like a demon and then in this Honestly, song he reminded he's got, like, me a, a lot of the Esoc trillium yeah no i was super song. impressed by by the vocals because there was such a wide range of sounds that he was able to produce and then in the third track when he comes in it's just like this demonic uh or not demonic but it's like a and really evil sounding yet also joyous like scream um w- the high notes he hits in the third track i thought was probably the vocal highlight of the album and one of the vocal highlights of the year well and i still think too i think what's so cool about this vocal performance is when you're typically doing these like heavier guttural kind of vocals you get a lot of nasty sounds out of that i mean of course right, right? you're going for that but you kind of bury them under a lot of guitars and stuff and these guys were just like nah Nice, smooth intro and just punch you in the face with screaming vocals. Yeah. And they sounded good. Like, they sounded really good. Yeah. (laughs) That's impressive. Talk about production. Like, like the cleanness of the sounds here was like, I never expected to hear a metal album that sounded as crisp as this. Yeah. Yeah. I will say, uh, in the first first song where he did, he sounded very similar to Esau Trillium. I wasn't really on board with the vocals at that point. It wasn't until the second song where I really like got on board with the vocals. Like, okay, these are actually really, really good. So, outside of yeah. the first track, I thought the vocals were were great, just like you guys were. Yeah, on uh, my first listen, I had the so, same experience. I, like, I heard him come in with that like, really guttural yeah. groan. I was like, I don't know what to think about this. But then, as I listened to it, I was like, oh, this is really good. And then, upon it revisiting so the first track, sense I liked it a lot more in the context of the album. Yeah, but yeah, the first like three minutes there it's kind of like what i don't know about this but yeah. but then they sold me on it yeah and i think ultimately what brings this album down to me to simply just being a really good record instead of like a great record like you guys are saying is i to me there's just too much downtime where it's just rather mm-hmm. uninteresting to me um like i was saying with the vocals going on too long the um uh, third to last track which is the fourth overall. There's really not too many tracks on yeah, here. Yeah, there's only seven songs. Um, there, uh, there's some really cool, like high pitched distortion going on on the on the fourth track, which I thought was really, really cool. But other than that, I thought that kind of that entire track was relatively unremarkable. Um, then it had like a really seamless transition into the second to last song, which had almost like a dance beat at times. It was yeah, some like drum and super- bass stuff. Yeah, it was super yeah. strange, which when the dance first, when like the quote unquote dance beats, because I don't really know what else to call them. Uh, f- when that was first started, I wasn't really a fan, just thought it was weird. But then everything kind of builded on those on those beats. And I was like, OK, no, this is pretty fucking cool. Mm-hmm. So there, there's just a pretty significant amount of downtime on this yeah, record. Th- I'm glad you opinion. mentioned that because and I will admit that. I think one of the reasons I like this album so much was just because it happens to fit a lot of the things I like. Just my personal taste. I love downtime in albums. I love albums with a limited number of songs. I like long songs. Um, I like albums that um, like like have a have a simple theme and then they build 
the entire songs and the entire album around a relatively simple theme and just explore it really well. Like I love Animals by Pink Floyd. That does the same thing where it's, you could probably turn Animals into a 10 minute album if you just did the main riffs, but there's such effective use of that downtime and just building the atmosphere. Uh, uh, Long Season by Fishman's very similar thing. So that's just something that appeals to me personally. And I get why some people don't like it. I mean, I do quite often like a lot of those things you said. Like, I like downtime when it's being used to build something like on Godspeed or Swans or Mm -hmm. the band Pink Floyd, like you said, or any of the other bands that you mentioned. I just don't think the downtime was used all that effectively uh, on a lot of these. I had a bit of a hard time with this one because I kind of felt like, yeah, I definitely at moments felt like, yeah, this intro is going on a bit long, stuff like that. But I also, I appreciated the release of that tension so much that I'm not sure without as much of a build that it would have worked. You know, like no, some that, of these, like that's also five true. minute. I just wish the build was better. More yeah, like, I mean, yeah. five minute intros, are, that's a big ask. But I, I don't know if that was three minutes or two minutes that I would have liked the drop at five minutes as much. So I'm right. And like, that's a I'm totally fair torn. take. And I don't even know if I would have liked it the same. It's, it, it's uh, hard to know without hearing yeah. it differently. But to me, I would just describe this as a relatively inconsistent album that when it does hit, it fucking hits. Yeah, I just like the whole thing start to finish. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will say this too. I think, um, you know, we talk about like the, the intros and the slower buildups, but in a way, this album is the perfect foil for Alphaville because with Alphaville, it was just constant tension and bottled up uh, just discomfort. Whereas with this album, I actually felt um, a lot of this was just really pl- pleasant is a weird word to use to describe this album, but it but was sonically pleasant because the, the sounds were, they were, they were, they were drawn out. They were slow there and they were ambient despite the, the aggressive nature of a lot of the stuff. It was actually a very sonically, uh, almost relaxing in times. Listen, which is, which is a weird description, but it felt that way to me. And God, even, that, even the heavy parts, week. even the heavy parts were like, this is really pleasing to my ear. Whereas Alphaville was like, it's supposed to sound heinous on, on purpose. Whereas this sounds, uh, this is as beautiful as, as hard metal can sound. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree with Ben. Like the, these were a very good foil to each other. It was mm-hmm. a good, yeah. a good week of listening. Yeah. I agree I've listened with to both of, of these quite a bit. Yeah. I, I don't know if I've revisited too many albums as much as I have these two. Man. <sighs> And that surprises I, me. So is this the part where we hold the ceremony where Brandon hands over his metalhead card to Ben? I, who is I think it's quickly risen through point. the ranks and is now <laughs> more into weird experimental metal than Brandon. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if I'd say more, just he liked one album that I didn't. <laughs> yeah, it could be that I'm just like praising it to be cool because you know how like uh, a new Catholic convert is more religious than the Pope. So maybe that's the case. <laughs> maybe I'm just a... <laughs> A pathetic and black uh, metal pope confirmed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I'm I enjoyed the this week a lot, and I, I'm still like, yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm still like, yeah, the metal train this year, 2020. Yeah, it's been a good year. I mean, we still we got plenty of more choices to choose from if we want to do another one. Um, I wouldn't be entirely opposed to doing another one because uh, I do think uh, Alphaville is a technically impressive piece of work. Um, I'm not, not opposed to my either. taste, but I am. I 
think Ron Zuzu was great. I'm curious what we could find that would like sound like novel or or, or radically well, we different. Go, because we just got to go a completely different direction. We get we've been yeah. speeding it. up. We got to slow it down. We got to bring it to Doom. We got to bring it to Sludge. We got to yeah, true. You know, do funeral. Do some. Well, we've done drone a little bit, but yeah. There's a whole world to explore, Ben, that we've yeah, I mean, I, only man, just begun. This it's it's starting to feel very unfair to listen to any more metal this year because it's just like <laughs> the field is so stacked. So many good metal albums. Well, we'll just prime ourselves by by revisiting uh, Cannibal Corpse and <laughs> you Fire mean Suicide Silence before our next one. <laughs> All right. <laughs> see, see, the fact that I had That's that Freudian deserved. slip tells you a lot. I think. I mean, there's a lot of people out there that I think Cannibal Corpse are kind of gods, and which, to some extent, like they're true. They were a massively impactful. We got to bring it band, all but... the way down to the genre of grandpa metal. <laughs> God, I just for, you just reminded me. So we me of also that had God like one of the album. biggest losers I've ever heard be a metal album this year. So you know, there you have it, folks. Yeah, I don't even consider that metal. <laughs> it I just was consider that garbage. Uh, yeah. But um, yeah, I don't know. Favorite tracks off of Aronsi Pazuzu? The fr- the first one, the first one, I'd the probably third go one. with the third. Yeah, the first. I don't know. There's they're all so good. I mean, to me, there wasn't any that like stood miles above this the rest. This was an album I would where probably I just, go like, with the third just track listen to the album. My favorite. Just do the whole thing. Oh, definitely. Yeah, it's definitely an important one to do the entirety and not just pick tracks. See, for me, it's kind of hard because like on every single song, there were moments that I really liked and moments that I didn't like. So yeah. it's really hard for me to pick which one was my favorite. Maybe the third one, but he, I don't know. I thought it, it was very inconsistent in my opinion, but I would still highly recommend it. It's it's a very novel sound. It's it's weird and it's fun. And it's a lot of not what I'd expect from metal, which is No, I know. Might it, work for some I people, was, might not. I was surprised by a lot of the stuff on here. Like I wasn't expecting it to be like it was just like a like a warm like psychedelic blanket and at times like I, I don't expect to be to have that experience there were definitely with, a lot of surprising moments. I don't expect to yeah, it was really mm-hmm. just like thick and, and like it maintained like this viscosity throughout it. Like <laughs> even when the through, it was like warm porridge. I like yeah. Was it? It was it like a, um, a blueberry what was, that? what was the album we said that for? Uh, who was it that had never had a fuck that album? And then like when no, you said uh, you I had never was... eaten a scone or something like that. What was? Oh no, yeah, it was very oatmeal. oatmeal. Oh oatmeal, that's what it, it was. Oatmeal, and I never think it oatmeal. was mm. Pat. It was either that or Tame Impala because that was the week. <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah. I remember that. I think that statement applies to both of them. But one of them had a train. Have you ever ridden a train? Have you ever eaten oatmeal on a train? (laughs) Have you ever been to a Turkish prison? (laughs) (laughs) You like to watch movies about gladiators? I did find out that Rate Your Music also has a Rate Your Movie section. Does it really? Yeah. Oh shit. Uh, 2001 A Space Odyssey is the greatest album according to Rate Your Movies. Fair so, but plebeian okay. take. Uh, if you were curious, <laughs> maybe. But anyway, uh, we're once again we're rambling a bit, so I think it's time to... Uh, yeah, that's, that would be our cue. Um, I'd recommend both, even though I hated one with passion. <laughs> I'd recommend both because I really liked both. Yeah, so would I. You have no uh, listen. 
Alright, well anyway, that uh, does wrap it up though. Um, please join us again next week where we're going to be listening to Natalie LaFricada's Encanto por Mexico, Volume 1, and Daka Braca's Alambari. Where do we find this shit? I don't know. You're the one who did it. Great uh, roll of the R there. Yeah, that was actually that, those are your suggestions. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, um, and also be on the lookout for a bonus episode we have coming out where we will be discussing uh, one of the most, actually one of the most critically dissected albums of all time with Trout Mask Replica. I am very excited to throw our our opinions into the ring and the ongoing discussion of that album. Thank you all very much uh, for listening and join us next week. Have a good night.